Welcome to the Alex Bromwich Presents podcast, episode five. Today's uh, a great uh, episode for me because uh, we've actually got a question from one of my colleagues uh, down in Brazil. Um, I'm probably going to butcher his name, but uh, Jao. And uh, he was kind enough to record this question. So that then I th- thought that rather answering it in the comments of LinkedIn, I would answer it here directly for you on, uh, on the podcast today. So I'm going to go ahead and cut away to his question and uh, then I'm going to come back to you guys and then I'm going to provide an answer to it, okay? Hi Alex, this is João Deldato speaking. First, let me congratulate you on the initiative. Uh, it's been great to listen to your experience and your insights about business in general. And I have a question for today's episode. Um, it's you know, it's preferable to always price your product or service based on the value you deliver. Um, But what happens when that value is uh, in its majority intangible and really difficult to measure? What, What can you do as an alternative to come with the right price for these types of, of solutions? Thank you. Thanks for the question, Joe. So basically, I think that this boils down to what are your definitions between intangible and tangible and what is the context of the situation that you're looking at. So when we look at intangible value, it's hard to measure. It's not easy. It's usually very soft stuff like risk or brand damage or um, other things such as emotional aspect. And when we look at tangible, it's, I would say, less hard to measure because it's even not always easy to measure, right, when, it's, uh, when we're talking about tangible value. And so both are difficult in order to do, but the benefits that you can get from doing it are, you know, really good and really valuable because if you understand the value that you're bringing, you will also understand much better your own product and your own sales proposition and the way to communicate it to your customers. But... Firstly, what I would do is rather than trying to calculate a value for those intangibles, which I think, as you said, you you mentioned is very difficult, I would look for benchmarks because the whole idea of understanding the value of your offer is to understand how you can price your offer. So really, your question is about pricing and, you know, attractiveness for customers and pricing can be a big part of that. And I think that you need to ask three contextual questions to yourself about that. You need to ask, you know, Why is the intangible value important for this sale or important for this product? What is it that that's bringing to you that you don't already get? You need to also ask, where does the tangible value stack up against the cost? So I should have some tangible value, right? And that should stack up against the cost. The likelihood is, is that it doesn't look very good. And really, that may indicate the crux of the problem where you would probably need to focus. And then you need to think also about my competitors, the category that I'm operating in, where are they lying versus the pricing point that I'm looking at? And where does that put me based on a market map? If you look into uh, the grid that I mentioned yesterday in my podcast, Matt talks a lot about the marketing map and how you position your competitors. Then you decide where you're offering. Are you the premium offer, the most expensive one? Are you middle of the road? Or are you going to be at the lower end of the economy scale? And those are things that are really important to understand. And you can use those benchmarks to help you with the value to justify your price. And then you can also then start to try and compete differently on benefits and quality and features and that sort of thing. Key things that I think you should remember in a business to business context is that the decision to buy 
is rarely a rational one. So the first decision to buy by an executive or by an individual even outside of the business community is going to be much more a emotional decision. Then they're going to use rationale, business cases, return on investments, you know, years of payback in order to justify the decision that they've already made in their mind. Now, I think we like to think as business people that we're all, you know, hyper rational characters, but it's not true. We're human beings just as anyone else and just as any consumers, but we have an ability to get more data and back up our decisions in that way. As a consumer, I might decide that I want a MacBook Pro tomorrow. I'm going to go out and buy one and then I'll find some arguments to try and justify it so I don't get too in too much trouble with my wife. In the business world, it's not that dissimilar. You would usually make a decision on your gut and then you will look for data. Am I saying it should be that way? No, I would rather do it another way where you do the decision analysis, but the amount that's used is very, very little. So I would really make sure that you understand that. So you want to be making sure that when you're talking about the values and talking is just as good as being able to calculate it, that you're understanding, you know, are, is there a scarcity approach you can take here? Is there something around fear and a feeling of risk and anxiety that you can play on? Is there something where I can say, well, yeah, look, look at my brand. My brand is fantastic compared to all these competitors. And that means I'm therefore worth more because of my brand. Um, the comp competition are down on that. Now that's getting very negative, so I wouldn't necessarily go down that way. And also think about how does this influence that person personally? How does it help them increase their status in the company? And how does it help them maybe increase their own standing versus their peers in the company and how it will be perceived politically inside of the customer's company? Because really, when it's an emotional decision, it's usually based on increasing or improving or solidifying status for that individual within the hierarchy that they're trying to operate in. So they will usually try and talk about business language, but that will be once that they've decided whether it's a good idea or not. So if you're getting to that stage, it's probably good because then there is some attractiveness already to the offer. If you're not getting to that stage, it's probably not going to be clear. So be clear on the value. Make sure you stick to your price. Discounting is an absolute killer. Matt talks about this in a lot, of, lot in his book, and I think you should read the section on pricing because it's a really enlightening section in general. And if you want, if you are finding that you're getting a hard sell to the customers based on the amount of value, try tiering your offer, try breaking it up into different sections, because then you can find that maybe you can apply different sections to different types of customers. And that might help unlock the value in the market that you're looking for. So I hope this has been a good uh, answer to your question, Jiao, and uh, thanks very much for it. And I'll speak to you all tomorrow. Thanks very much. Bye.